Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. It's really such a privilege and an honor to be here. Um, I don't take it lightly. This is my church home, my church family, and uh, um, I just love being here. Um, Let's pray before we start the message. Heavenly Father, we just love you. We thank you that you're a big God. You're an awesome God. You are the great I am. Thank you that we're not here by accident, but by divine appointment. I thank you, Father God, that you're going to meet each one of us at the point of need, the point where we're at. Lord, I thank you that your desire is for us to prosper, to increase and to walk in all of your fullness, all of your glory. Thank you that you are rooting for us, Lord, and we just love you tonight. Come and speak through me, Father God. We're expectant. We're expectant to receive from you, and we're expectant to take from you. I thank you that we're not only hearers of your word, but we are doers as well. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So this has been just such an exciting sermon series, amen? Swimming upstream, Pastor Quinton shared a powerful uh, message last week, not last week, the week before or the first week on honoring the word, and I just love the word. There is so much power in the word. The Bible says the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And the word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish that which it was set out to do. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. Amen. So it's important that we know the word so that we can experience and live out all God has for us. Um, Our sister Musa shared on honoring community, what a powerful word that was. That was absolutely awesome. But then I realized you guys also get different speakers, eh? Oh, you did? Okay. (laughs) And so today I get to speak about honoring those in authority. Such a, a great word. It's a strong word. It needs to be honored. It needs to be obeyed. And so buckle up, get ready for change. Amen. I believe that we are in a season of change, a season of reset. And change in our heart brings about change in our lives. It has to start here first. Amen. So let's go to 1 Peter 2, 17, verse 20, 17 to 23. 1 Peter 2, 17 to 23. I feel like this is such a powerful, impactful passage for us regarding honoring, honoring our, um, those in authority, honoring our leaders. Amen. So recognize the value of every person and continually show. Sorry, I want to watch my time. And continually show love to every believer. Live your lives with great reverence and in holy awe of God. Honor your rulers. Those who are servants, submit to the authority of those who are your masters. Not only to those who are kind and gentle, but even to those who are hard and difficult. You find God's favor by deciding to please God even when you endure hardships because of unjust suffering. For what merit is it to endure mistreatment for wrongdoing? 
Yet if you are mistreated when you do what is right and you faithfully endure it, this is commendable before God. In fact, you were called to live this way because Christ also suffered in your place, leaving you his example for you to follow. He never sinned. He never spoke deceitfully. When he was verbally abused, he did not return with an insult when he suffered. He would not threaten retaliation. Jesus faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God who judges righteously. And so my first point is honor your rulers. Rulers are those in leadership positions, those in authority, your pastor, your boss, the government. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 22, we all know the scripture. Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Strong word from the Lord. Romans 13 verse 2, therefore whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. A strong word, those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 to 13. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. And live peacefully with each other. 22 years ago, around there, maybe 23, I rededicated my life to the Lord. And I joined a really large church. And we had amazing speakers come through the church. And um, we just, I attended all of the conference. I was hungry for God. I wanted to do all that he's called me to do. I was extremely broken. So it was necessary for me to sit under the word. One of the first Uh, messages I heard was a pastor that was speaking on honor, honoring our pastors. And he made this statement, do not have roast pasta for lunch. At first I thought, what is he talking about? Do not have roast pasta for lunch. But then the penny dropped and I got it. What he was trying to say to us was, don't go home after church and judge and criticize and condemn your pastors. And you know, that always stuck with me. Because there is, there there are people that will go home and do that. For a while, I did it myself. I must confess. You know, we always see the faults in others. And those are the faults in us. (laughs) And so we need to be careful and we need to watch it. I think about coming here on a Sunday morning. When we walk in here on a Sunday morning, this place is speak and span. We get to sit on these soft seats. We have powerful teachers coming to share the word of God with us. Before we even get there, there are people here preparing for us to come in. There's people praying in different rooms so that we can hear the word of God and that God will touch us. And bring about change in our hearts and in our lives. And for this, we should honor the church. We should honor the leaders. We should bless them in every way that we possibly can. We are extremely blessed by just being here. Even this evening, we are blessed to come to this service. Amen? So, God is very serious 
about those that he's placed in authority. In Ephesians 4, 11 to 12, he says, Jesus says, he himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints and for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. It was all for us. How awesome is that? God did it for us, which means they didn't place themselves in their positions, the pastors, the apostles, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, but God placed them in the positions that they're in, which means we need to honor them. Amen? Years ago, I met a couple, a lovely couple. They were pastors at a church, and... Um, they were just sharing with me about the abuse that they experienced in the church by the members of their church, by the congregation. They were sharing with me that they were being controlled and manipulated, and they were just doing hurtful things, saying things that was wrong and unfair about this couple. It was really awful. It saddened my heart that anybody could think that they could do that to pastors and leaders and hurt them so much. I think sometimes people think that pastors and leaders and those in authority, they don't feel the hurt. They don't feel the rejection. They don't feel the pain. But they do. They men and women just like us. And so it was, it was really a nightmare for this couple. Eventually, there was lots of division and lots of strife going on there. The couple eventually left. The church split. But the scary thing that happened was most of these people who treated the pastor so badly were affected with loss, sickness, and disease. And we read in one of the scriptures earlier on, those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. And this is not God putting the sickness and disease on, the, on them. We know that. God doesn't want us to suffer loss. He's a God that wants us to succeed. He wants us healed and whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. But we open a door for the enemy. We give the enemy a foothold to come and wreak havoc in our lives. And so we need to be so careful about what we say and do and especially to those in authority where God has placed them. God doesn't take it lightly when any of his prized possessions, the ones he loves, are being controlled, manipulated, abused, or treated harshly. I went out with a friend not too long ago. She's a pastor friend of mine. And um, I, I saw her years before. She was ministering. And she shared a testimony, and she had such a powerful testimony. I was so blessed by the testimony. And when I got to meet up with her, I said to her, thank you, you know, for sharing your testimony. It was absolutely awesome. It was so, so powerful. And she said, thanks. But the testimony brought so much negative feedback. And again, I was so saddened. Why would we send so much negative feedback when all we are doing is sharing a testimony, a testimony of God's goodness, of his grace, and of his mercy? And you know, we need to guard our tongue and not just say what we want to say. We are accountable for the words that we speak. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that 
will he also reap. My husband's favorite saying to me is, treat others the way you want to be treated. Guys, we've got to watch out. We can't just say what we want to say. We need to honor those in authority. It's said that most of the feedback our pastors get are negative. I'm not sure if that happens in this church, but I'm just putting it out there. If you are one of those that are just sending negative feedback to the pastors and the leaders, please stop it. You know, there has to be something that was amazing at church. You know, Mark and I, when we travel home on a Sunday morning, all we talk about is the humility, the wisdom that comes from this pulpit, the excellence that is displayed here. And we talk about the word because we want to grow and we want to change. I don't want to be the same old Mercia that I was years ago. And so, guys, let's guard our hearts and our minds. Let's change that and send them words of affirmation and encouragement. They need it. Look for opportunities to say thank you, well done, great job. Pastor Greg, thank you for the service tonight. I'm so glad that I'm a part of it. Don't assume that they know that they're doing a great job. Don't just think it. Please say it. <laughs> Send them a WhatsApp. We're all on WhatsApp. There's groups. You know people that know people that know pastor. Send it to all of them and say, tell pastor. Amen. Let's get the word out there and honor them. They're doing a really great, great job. They are responsible for a whole lot. And the least we can do is say thank you. Thank you and well done. I don't know about you, but have you ever had a thought about sowing into a pastor's life or uh, uh, your connect group leader um, or somebody in authority? Um, just had that thought come up in your mind, hey, I want to do something for them. I think we've all had that thought. And you know why we have that thought? It's because Romans 5, verse 5 said, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that is living inside of us. Which means Holy Spirit is prompting us to do something amazing for them. But you know the very next thought that we get is, you know, if I do send them something, if I do give them something, they're going to think I want something in return. We think that, you know what? They've got it. They have enough. Now, that is not a thought from God. That is the devil. Do you know that the devil, <laughs> he comes, he's a liar, he's a thief, he's the accuser of the brethren. And so he will come and distract you and get you off track and tell you, don't do that. It's a waste of your time. They've got everything. They don't need it. They will only think negative about you. That is Satan. So if ever you feel prompted to do something nice for those in authority, remind yourself, this is the Holy Spirit because the love of God is shed abroad in my heart to do something nice, to do something awesome. Amen? Satan will never, never, never prompt you to do something nice for anybody. So be mindful that that is a lie from the enemy. And so let's start honoring them. 
Amen. Galatians 6 verse 6 says, And those who are taught the word must share all good things with their teacher. A sharing of wealth takes place between them. Isn't that awesome? When we sit here, we get spiritual wealth fed to us. And so whatever we have, we can also impart to them. Powerful scripture that is. Number two, show honor even to those who are hard and difficult. Now, I know this is not easy. Um, we always, we want to, you know, retaliate. We want to fight evil with evil. But that's not God's way. He's saying, show honor even to those who are hard and difficult. We must learn to leave the fight and the battle with God when we find ourselves in situations where people are hard and harsh to us. And that happens in the workplace quite often. But we have to know that God is on our side. He's rooting for us. And you know it's in these times. This, this is times of testing for us. You know, are you going to pray for them? Are you going to go the extra mile? Are you going to do the right thing? Or are you going to start fighting back? Amen? We don't want to do that. Look at David. David is our example of submitting to authority, even when Saul tried killing him. And you know what? If I was in David's place, I would have killed Saul. Amen. Yes, that would have frustrated the hell out of me. Hey? But David remained loyal, and we need to learn that. We don't need to be like Satan, wanting to kill everybody. David remained loyal and faithful to Saul, despite the fact that Saul was trying to murder him. Follow David's example and refuse to be led into sin in an attempt to break free of a person's authority over you. I only for the first time realized that refuse to be led into sin. We are sinning if we don't honor those that are in authority. 1 Samuel 26 verse 9, but David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? To, uh, verse 11, the Lord forbid that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. But please take now the spear and the jug of water that are by his head and let us go. Verse 23, may the Lord repay every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. We want to be found righteous and faithful. Amen. For the Lord delivered you into my hand today, but I would not stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Verse 25, then Saul said, David... Then Saul said to David, may you be blessed, my son, David. You shall both do great things and also still prevail. So David went on his way and Saul returned to his place. Even Saul recognizes David's righteousness and faithfulness in verse 23. Saul sees that he will do great things and surely triumph. Why? Because he was a man of honor. He submitted to authority. Amen. The life of David teaches us not to expect instant success and triumph. Often God prepares us through the years of obscurity, difficulty, and even defeat or failure. It is in these times of testing that, like David, we must never act out of revenge, but rather treat everyone with love, honor, and respect. My husband was in a situation where he was treated unfairly in a job. And it was really hard for Mark. He struggled through it, but he made the decision that he wasn't going to be bitter. He decided not to burn his bridges, as they would say. And God saw what happened to Mark. 
And so God turned it around for his good. God saw to it that he was better off after that than before. You see, God will fight for you when you do the honorable thing because God loves you. God doesn't want us to fail. He wants us to succeed in every area of our lives. But then we need to honor his word and we need to do what he tells us to do. Amen. We must allow God to fight the battles for us and remain humble and honor those in authority. It's so easy to quit. Give and give up, but it's better to endure, be patient in the trial. 1 Peter 2 verse 20 says, Yet if you are mistreated when you do what is right, and you faithfully endure it, this is commendable before God. Amen. So do what you can in the situation that you find yourself with a hard and harsh boss. You know, do your work with excellence. Have a good attitude. Show up on time. Be available. These are often testing times for our own success and promotion. I believe many of us are going to go into leadership positions. But we, if we don't honor those in authority now, when we come into positions of leadership, I promise you they're not going to honor and submit to you at all. Number three, when we show honor, it's for our benefit. We never do anything for God's benefit. It's always for our own. Amen. Hebrews 13 verse 17, obey your spiritual leaders and recognize the authority. For they keep watch over your soul without resting, since they will have to give an account to God for their work. So it will benefit you when you make their work a pleasure and not a heavy burden. Please go ahead and read Romans 12, verse 9 to 10, and also Romans 12, 17 to 19. Otherwise, I'm not going to have time to finish. But something that Pastor Simon said really struck a chord with me and really spoke to my own heart a few weeks ago, I think it was. Pastor Simon was up here preaching, and he said that when Pastor Roger was the senior pastor, sometimes he felt that uh, that the decisions Pastor Roger was making wasn't the right decision. And Pastor Simon can correct me if I'm wrong. Guys, you can go and ask him about the story. Um, but then um, what happened was Pastor S uh, Simon became senior pastor of Rosebank. And when he was senior pastor, he recognized that it's hard to make the decisions that you need to make. Amen. And then when Pastor Saviwe left and he went to Pastor Church, he phoned Pastor Simon and said, Hey, Pastor Simon, how do you do this thing? It's hard. <laughs> and you know what stuck out for me was the honor. The fact that Pastor Simon honored Pastor Roger with the decisions that he made. Saviwe honored Pastor Simon with the decisions that he made. That brought them into the positions that they are today because they honored those in authority. And this is what we must learn. We must learn to do that as well. You see, the Bible says when you're faithful in little, you will be faithful in much. So God is watching us, watching to see what we are doing when the tests come and the trials come. And you know, I think many a times, you know, we look at if we're struggling in different areas of our life, whatever the situation might be, we look at now, where have I failed? Where have I done wrong? 
you know, what is the story? Why am I not getting the success I need? And we look at all these other areas. And sometimes we need to just pause. Could it possibly be that I'm not honoring or I have not honored the people that I was called to honor? And so I just leave that with you. We have to start honoring those in authority. They have huge responsibilities, responsibilities we don't want. It's for our benefit to make their work a pleasure and not a heavy burden. I was in a really great church, and um, the Lord was really speaking to me, but all I was doing was sitting there and, you know, receiving much. Um, I was extremely broken, so I needed to receive lots, and I was taking in everything. But I think after a couple of years, because I've had so many amazing prophetic words spoken over me, and I was just in a hurry, I needed to get out there. I can't just sit here. You know, I needed to do the things that, I, uh, that God's called me to do. But we, unless we learn the lessons, God is never going to promote us. So I had this brainwave that I'm going to leave this church. I was a member of the church. I just left. I thought, you know, it's a large church. I don't even need to tell them that I'm leaving. Nobody will even miss me. And I went to another church. I found a smaller church, a pastor that I knew. And I thought, you know, surely something's going to happen here. It's going to just work for me. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm putting it out there. Please learn the lessons <laughs> from me. And so I went to the small church, and guess what? All I did was sit. And I sit, sat, and I sat, and I sat. And then something happened, and I felt, you know what? I need to move on. And then I moved again. And the penny dropped that something was up in my life, that I was in an unhealthy spiral. I was going around the mountain and going around the mountain. You know when the Israelites were supposed to be in the wilderness for 11 days, it took 40 years. And until we learn the lessons, I'm afraid you're going to go around the mountain and you're going to go around the mountain. So I encourage you, learn the lesson quickly and fastly and get it out of the way. And I remember crying out to the Lord and I was saying to the Lord, but when is things going to start happening for me? All I do is sit and nothing happens. You know, I'm waiting for this big break. <laughs> and the Lord said, you know, Mercia, I don't want to send you out there. And the slightest little thing causes you to fall. You need foundations laid and foundation laid and foundations laid before I'm going to send you out there. Because I love you so much. And what I needed to do was honor. It's unhealthy for us to go from church to job, from church to church. It's unhealthy. It's dishonoring to God and it's dishonoring to the pastors that we do that. And the same with our job. We need to look at that and say, why am I going from one job to another job? I need to learn the lesson. 
There's lessons to be learned. And always remember that God is rooting for you. He wants you to do well. He wants to open doors of opportunity for you. Doors that no man can shut. But unless you learn the lesson, you are going to remain stuck. Amen. Number four, God judges righteously. 1 Peter 2, 23, when he was verbally abused, he did not return with an insult. When he suffered, he would not threaten retaliation. Jesus faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God who judges righteously. Numbers 12, verse 1 to 2, the dissension of Aaron and Miriam. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. You see, the Lord is listening. He's watching so that he can come and do what only he can do in the situations that we find ourselves in. He's a miracle worker, the way maker, all of that song, you know it. He can do the impossible. So let's trust him in the situations that we find ourselves in. 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong, on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. If our hearts are loyal to him, we will honor, we will honor him, and he will, we will honor those in authority. When we honor God, it's easy to honor those in authority. And then while I was preparing, I was sharing with Mark, and Mark said to me, Mark reminded me, but when we honor those in authority, we are honoring God. Isn't that true? Amen. Let us learn to honor God. So how do we honor those in authority? One, number one, we pray for them. You know, before we have discussions about them and we take it to our mikes and we take it to our gossip buddies, let's take them to the Lord in prayer. You will be amazed at the insight you will receive in prayer that will diffuse any situation that you find yourself in. Because when you're in prayer and you focus and you say, Lord, I lift up my boss to you. Lord, I lift up pastor to you. Shh, give me wisdom. You know, I'm feeling this way. I'm thinking about this. Just be honest with God because God knows what you're thinking. Tell him the truth. I'm frustrated. I'm fed up, Lord. And guess what? He will still answer you. And he will give you the direction that you need to go. It's a, James 5, 16 to 18 says, confess your trespasses to one another. Not pastor's trespasses, not your pastor's trespasses. Amen? <laughs> and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth. Sorry, the earth produced its fruit. So we see here that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That is us. If you are a believer today, you have effectual fervent prayer. You can pray those prayers. Amen. So whatever the situation that you find yourself in, 
You pray over that situation and trust God to come and do. He can move your boss out of the way. He can bring somebody new in. He can send you somewhere to a different department. You just trust God. But pray fervently for them. Pray blessing prayers over the people that you need to. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. That reminds me, he was human, he had faults, he had weaknesses, just like ours. But when he prayed, things happened. You and I can move mountains with our prayers. And God can change the heart of your boss or your leader in a heartbeat. So don't fight evil with evil. Then Elijah prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced his fruit. God wants us to produce fruit. Amen? Powerful stuff. God will see to it that you produce fruit in your season. God knows how to shine his light on tough situations. Amen. So number two, ask for discernment about the situation you find yourself in. You want to know, Lord, I'm being treated so harshly, so unfairly. What do I do here? You know, do I keep going? Ask God for his supernatural wisdom. You know you have the wisdom of God and you have the mind of Christ. Ask him for wisdom. What is it you want me to do? How can I bless? How can I honor? Do I stay or do I go? Don't go until God specifically says go. If you do that, you're going to have to go around the mountain. And we don't want to go around the mountain. Amen. Proverbs 4 verse 1 says, Hear my sons the instructions of a father and pay attention in order to gain and to know intelligent discernment, comprehension, and interpretation of spiritual matters. Ephesians 6 verse 12, we know this one. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So we need to recognize there's always a spirit behind them that wants to distract us and to stop our destiny. Amen. Satan is after our destiny, guys. So we better wake up. We better shape up. Amen. Number three, trust the Holy Spirit who gives the best counsel. I know that for sure. He does. We have the best counselor, the Spirit of Truth. Holy Spirit can help us navigate through the situations we find ourselves in. That's John 14, 26. Make a note of that scripture. I'm not going to read it. Number four, if need be, seek godly counsel, but don't go about spreading gossip or strife amongst the brethren or at work. I would caution you, stay away from division and strife. James 3, verse 16 says, for where there is envy and strife, there's confusion and every evil work. It's to your benefit to stay away from division and strife. That is Satan's playground. 1 Peter 2 verse 17, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. And so in closing, thank God for 1 John 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So maybe you're in the meeting today and you recognize and you, 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 you understand where I'm coming from when I speak about honoring those in authority. And you've really messed up in that area. I've messed up in that area. But you know what? My heart is to get it right. And so I'm pressing in to get this honoring right. I want to honor my brothers and sisters. I want to honor those in authority. 
I recognize that they work hard trying to get things to us. So we always want to be a blessing and a joy to them. And so I wrote out this confession, and maybe you want to just agree with me as I read this confession. Maybe you just want to close your eyes and just meditate. Think about what I'm saying. Lord, I repent. I've messed up in the area of honor. I've disrespected and dishonored those you placed in authority over me, and I ask your forgiveness. Lord, I want to honor those in leadership and bless them. I choose to respect them and help them enjoy what you have called them to do. Lord, help me not to make their work a burden, but rather a pleasure. Lord, give me wisdom as I honor them. Give me wisdom as I sow seeds of generosity, of faithfulness, of kindness, of patience and love towards them. Thank you, Lord, for their love, their patience, their kindness and faithful, faithfulness towards me. Lord, I forgive myself for treating them harshly, disrespecting and dishonoring them. I take accountability for my actions and I choose to honor you by honoring those in authority. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.